0: Welcome to the Prime People Podcast, where we cover all things that got us to where we are today, our team building strategies, the marketing and sales tips that we've learned through thousands of transactions, productivity tips, ways to really just hold yourself accountable to accomplishing what you want to accomplish, and all things content creation, personal development, and not to mention we have some of the best guests on the planet. Consistent, hardworking, and determined. My man Rob James is joining us today on the Prime People Podcast. He's had a very interesting journey. Dude pulled up to my office in a Maserati one day because he wanted to be a real estate agent. I was very confused because he was recently licensed. And I'm like, what are you doing driving that car? Um, We had a really good chat about his background. He worked for Good Life for seven years running training at an ultra high level. And we were actually looking for somebody to bring internally to critique our systems like how we're implementing training from a high level in the real estate space Um, since then definitely somebody who has joined us and is continuing to drive now he's an interesting cat that likes travel he likes really nice things he likes taking care of himself so today I figured we would sit down and we would actually take a bird's eye view of maybe the real estate industry from somebody who was outside of it now that you're getting a little bit of background in the space what are some like major things that are different about the real estate industry that maybe you thought before you got into this business? Well, be, before I even jump into that, I'll f- start off by saying
1: I watch a ton of episodes, like all podcasts, various types of podcasts. This is my first time on a podcast. Okay. Um, I never really put myself in the shoes of the guest. I'm kind of nervous. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, how did
0: this How did this come to yeah. be so the audience knows?
1: Yeah. So, th- what, 45 minutes ago, you sent me a text message and said, what are, you, are you at the office? Yes. Okay, perfect. We're going to jump on a podcast. So thrown right into the
0: fire. Yeah, well, it's funny. So the way he actually came to us was through a friend of the Prime family, Matt Campoli. I was on Price to Sell. He was looking for brokerages. This is a good lesson for everybody out there about being on podcasts. He heard some things i had to say about what we were building here at prime and we kind of joked that we're building the plane while we're flying it we look for a lot of feedback from our team in terms of what prime 6.0 is going to look like he came sat down with us and i said hey it's not perfect this is what we're doing if you want to be a part of it great um, and i think the reason that i threw him into the fire was I'm not Joe Rogan. This isn't like the biggest podcast on the planet. So I'm like, why don't you use this platform to kind of loosen up a little bit, tell a bit of your story? Um, And I think a lot of people that are watching and listening to this are like yourself, maybe newer to the industry. We're in a very tough market. They're feeling like they have no guidance. And I was like, well, you're kind of the perfect person to speak to that audience. And I can give a little bit of a different perspective, right? For sure. Awesome. Yeah. So my, my background in real estate started in my mid
1: twenties, I bought my first house, my early twenties. Uh, somebody gifted me the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So read that book. I was actually in Vegas reading that book. Okay. And when I came back home from Windsor originally, such odd timing. There was a Rich Dad, Poor Dad seminar at Caesars Windsor the day I got back. Oh, wow. So I figured, why not jump in there? It's free. So I participated in that. You know, they try to sell you their, their classes and whatnot. I invested. So it was a weekend, like I think Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Toronto. Yeah. And uh, from there, they want to sell you more. And at that point, I was always thinking about you know what it would be like to you know get involved in real estate. Sure. At that time, is more so just the investor side of things. Um, <clears throat> had a lot of buddies that worked in real estate as a sales as salespeople. Yeah, they loved it. But as you mentioned, I I had you know a, a really great career at that time with Good Life Fitness. I yeah. thought Good Life Fitness was probably going to be where I worked my entire life. Um. But, you know, I still wanted to get and get my feet wet. So yeah. that kind of took a, a, you know, a path of its own. And, uh, you know, obviously today I'm sitting here. So do you want mm-hmm. me to dig into that a little
0: bit more? No, you know, what's funny. Like, so when you came here, what I'll do is I'll give people a little bit yeah. of perspective, right? So I get calls from a lot of people to join Prime. Um, we say no to, I'd probably say 85% of them. Mm-hmm. Typically it is like, if we have a specific need in a specific territory or an avatar that needs that position filled, great. But I don't want to just be another broker that has 300 agents and you know agent count office count. That doesn't matter to me. It's quality work and quality people. Yeah. When you came on, it was A, one of the toughest markets of all time. So we will talk about that. I watched you pour into personal development. So we're definitely gonna talk about that. But I actually wanna give a story about a case study of a property that I was working on that you helped me with in your first like four months and it was Silver Creek. Mm-hmm. So we were selling it for two amazing clients of mine beautiful family. I've sold their childhood home. I've been dealing, sold their parents' house, actually just sold their parents' house condo. They had purchased a property and the market halted. And the amount of effort that went into that property really gave me the ability to step back and say, you know what, if he's willing to put in that much work in a time where it's not translating to a dollar in his pocket today, he's the right person because he gets the long game. So what was the market when you got into the industry? And tell the story about that property and kind of yeah. what that felt like. Yeah, it, it kind of, Even removing one layer. I left Good Life April 4th. Yeah.
1: And my intention was to get licensed by the summer. Wasn't sure where I was going to go. I Met with a bunch of different brokers and, and, and companies. And one of my good friends had said, have you ever heard of, of Justin Conoco? You know Georgie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George. Yeah, I remember that. So what the, up, Georgie? Nice. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks, Georgie. Um, at that time, I had heard of, of you, right? Right. and I, I, you know, I was only in London for three years at the time. That same evening, Price to Sell podcast, Matt Campoli, he had you on as a guest. Interesting. Again, another weird coincidence. Yeah. Um, so I listened to that podcast, and you were very authentic. Um, you know, you showed a vulnerable side of, of yourself as well. You shared your story, and I messaged you that evening on Instagram, and I think we connected the next day on phone. Yeah. And then I came into the office, and you know, that was that. So i started kind of hanging around the office in may yeah didn't get
0: licensed until june 30th and at that time like it was going to work from home we were figuring out what hybrid work from home looked like it was crickets in the marketplace and like i kept telling i mean i remember showing up and there was like a core group of people that was here consistently putting their head down but it, it was a weird time in the marketplace right totally. and how did you keep your energy up during that time so i was simply again it was all a lot of change I was super
1: grateful to have the opportunity to work here. I loved coming to the office. I worked really closely with Kyle Henry, as you know, yep. as yourself. Um, but I also set myself up in a position where it wasn't about money. So the fact that the, the business was really slowing down and coming to almost a halt was, was aside from, yeah. from you know, my focus at the time. My focus was to learn as much as I possibly could to uh, really you know, attach myself to, to you and to Kyle and, and, again, just learn as much as I could so that when the market rebounded, I'd be in a position where I can capitalize, right? So what kept me motivated at that, t- at that time was simply, I found ways to stay busy. Yeah. Right. You mentioned continued development. I'm a huge fan of learning. Um, so I did, t- I think at the same time, I think Tom Ferry, again, I didn't know who Tom Ferry was, sure. but Tom Ferry had the summit. So yep. he came to the office. We did the live summit, actually, live then summit, I remember. Yeah. Uh, you set us up with Ryan Sirhan training. Yep. So w- if there was ever a moment where I didn't know what to do, I just you focus on my learning and my development. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, grateful for you and Kyle because there was a lot of things that you guys were doing at the time. You yeah. guys were
0: always busy. So if I had nothing to do, I'd just post up with you guys. Super smart. I think great lesson for anybody that's new in any business, but real estate agents specifically is it's the activity that generates the success. I think in our industry, people look at successful agents and they think they're successful because they're successful. They have the followers, they have the signs. I'm like, usually the followers are a discussion for another day. A lot of those are purchased, but the people that actually do business and have signs, It's because they picked up the phone it's because they have a database it's because they're continuously learning you brought up something interesting at one point in time too though i remember you went like conference to conference trip to conference you came back you're like okay i've been having too much fun and like it's easy to get addicted to conferences you're a great example of somebody that implements like agents get stuck in that i'm just going to go to a million tom ferry conferences and feel amazing but never actually do anything how do you hold yourself accountable to actually executing honestly Again, I don't know if this works for everybody, but for myself, I take a ton of notes.
1: Revisiting those notes oftentimes helps me stay focused. Yeah, Like I, in the past, I was a, a huge reader. I would read a book a week, a book every two weeks. You could read all the books in the world, but if you don't implement any of the lessons you learn in those books, you're not yeah. really gonna go anywhere, right? So I took that same type of approach with all this real estate, the, the, all the additional work I did there. But the other, the other side of that was I wasn't just going for the learning. It was more so the networking aspect of things, too. For sure. Right? So traveling to Toronto here and there to meet Toronto agents, people that I can see on social media, try to build some type of relationship with them was, yeah. was important to me. Um, and again, going back to where the market was at that time, the things were kind of, there was a lot of unknown, right? So things weren't as they were in the past. It was an awesome opportunity to build those relationships because, again, things are going to rebound eventually. Yep. Now I'll have, you know, a huge... You know arsenal of people that i've either worked with indirectly or directly that i can i can leverage in the future
0: yeah and you're doing a good job doing that we talked about that at the town hall meeting this week about how trust the process like have patience because the work you're doing now when every other agent's like ah it's slow i'm going to go on vacation in april in may that's when the results are actually going to pay off too so it is a long game Um, when people are going to conferences and they're going to meet people that maybe they admire they want to build relationships how do you do that if you feel maybe socially inept or like nervous to walk up to somebody you don't know? Like if yep. you're going to these conferences, solos, what, what strategies have you implemented in the past? Yeah, uh, that's a great question because I've definitely felt that yeah. every single time. For sure. <laughs>
1: um, generally, I, tr- I try to open it up to people I know here at the office or elsewhere, sure. um, other brokers here in, the, in London to see if anyone else wants to come. Yeah. Right? Because if you know one person, it makes it that much more for sure. It, a little bit more comfortable anyway. Yep. Uh, but there have been many instances where I've gone solo. And it's really just, you know, I, th- I feel like I thrive putting myself in uncomfortable positions. Sure. Uh, and circumstances,
0: <laughs> right? You, you know, do. Yeah. I literally so, you coming here was yeah, that, right? Yeah, 100%. So, yeah. Um,
1: and I take those opportunities as a challenge. So when I go to I go use the last the last event I went to in Toronto was no agent left behind.
0: Yep. Well, shout out Steve and Kim. Good group of people. Yep, awesome. That was an awesome day. Yeah. Janet Miller was there as well, and you yep. got to meet yep. her. So
1: Janet Miller again, yeah. one of our coaches. She, she was there. I wanted to meet her face to face because she's been awesome. Mackie Poli was speaking. Holly was speaking. Matt Leonetti was speaking. So a lot of people that I've either had a conversation with on social media, mm-hmm. um, or I've just been following them for a little while. I love their content and love what they put out. Yeah. So what I did in that specific day of learning was I I posted up on the the, like, the speakers table. There was one spot left, so I sat with them. Um, they were probably wondering who I was, That's right? Funny. But by the end of it, I felt like I was also part of that panel. Um, we got to like really forge some great relationships there, and and again, it's really just you know accepting the fact that you know sometimes you're going to be uncomfortable.
0: How did yeah, you get to the speakers' table?
1: I just I just went up to the front of the room and sat down.
0: That's <laughs> hilarious. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, act like you belong there. I, I watched a video once on YouTube. And it was these three kids and they're like, I bet you if we carry a ladder, we can get in anywhere. And they would like go to the movies and get into the movies for free, go to a ball game and you're carrying a ladder. They think you're a maintenance worker. Mm-hmm. Um, did you connect with them because of some relationships we had in place Possibly. already? You know what? Yeah. I think that in a lot of those types of scenarios, I do
1: leverage your name sure. quite a bit. It opens the door, right? Yeah. People know who you are. You've been doing it for a long time at a very high level. Um, so it's oftentimes Rob from Prime, you know, you.
0: Justin Conoco, yada, yada, yada. Um, it's funny because I think of each of those names and like I consider them friends, friends, right? And I, I look at our community, there's fantastic people and there's some people that maybe we don't align ourselves with only because it matters to me, right? Like I know Matt as a person. I, I haven't met Holly in person, but I know Steve and yeah. you know, Matt Leonetti and these are people that are like friends, friends. And that's kind of why we wanted to cultivate this ecosystem is instead of just driving for business and transactions, you're going to learn stuff from Matt Leonetti. I can't teach you. And like we have Bam X up on the screen over there, too. And my producers looking at their videos on podcasting. Like the amount of collaboration that's possible in this industry is more than it has ever been before. Yeah. Um, so I wanted people to take away a few of those key points from you about how to go and, and get takeaways from these events. But what I actually want to steer the conversation towards a little bit is. Your brain around training, right? Like we've talked a lot about it, yourself and myself. um, Kyle Henry is kind of lead on the sales training side internally from a training structure standpoint. You know, you help me run the red zone meetings and we look at, okay, how can we affect good training that there are good takeaways from? And we run something called the red zone meeting where we just talk about our deals board and we do business dev. So all of it, we do a ton of business together as a team. All our clients, they may not even know this. We're having conversations about you so that we're working together, not, hey, I sent you a lead and I'm never gonna be involved. It's like strategy, execution, we are a collective. But it's been a moving target. We've always tried to evolve the Red Zone meeting and in its current iteration, I'm very happy with the direction that it's going. And that came from me talking to you about your background at Good Life and be like, okay, here's something we do, how can we improve it? Here's your background and what are some takeaways? So for people that wanna build their own training systems, how do you think about training people effectively without it becoming the Purple Cobras and just a corporate environment?
1: Yeah, it's a fine line. Um, I, I don't know. I think what I've done in the past has helped me develop others has been simply just ensuring that there's a certain level of consistency. Sure. Uh, making sure that they know what a win looks like every day. Um, people tend to perform a little bit better when there's a little bit of accountability. As well and then if you're open to taking feedback if people want to feel as though they're getting value from whatever type of meetings you have sure in our case when we're talking about the red zone meeting in the morning you know you've been super open and honest with regard to asking for feedback Mm -hmm. almost on a daily basis yeah and that's why it is a moving target we're trying to figure out what's going to work best for us and and the agents that work here at prime um but i feel you know it's kind of again going back to my personal experience working at good life working with trainers you know, it, it was a sales job. Yeah, to, to a large degree, obviously it's sales and service. If you focus on the service, the sales typically follow.
0: If the product's good enough, Alex Romosi talks about that all yeah. the time. Like, create an incredible product, yeah. and the sales will 100% take care of themselves. And same thing yeah. here, right? We focus on the service. Yeah, those zone meetings are all about
1: service. I know for myself, only being working in, in this industry for about a year, I have a, a like a load of questions to ask. Yeah. Um, but if it wasn't for that consistent morning meeting, yeah. a lot of those things would probably get pushed to the back burner and, and wouldn't be addressed as efficiently and as quickly as, as it should be. Yeah. Right. And today's a perfect example of that.
0: For what we yeah. Today. Yeah. We did two topics today. And like, for people that are watching this, the way we structure it is it's just a powwow. Like we go over what are our goals and they're all different, right? Like mine is strategy and content creation at an ultra high level. Um, these guys that may be building databases or touches or whatever that looks like. And then we talk about actual files, right? So what's happening with this? How do we move it into the red zone for our clients? That's what our clients hire us for. They look at me in social media and they're like, why is Justin doing podcasts and everything else too? I'm like, it all ends with your property in the red zone. That's why we do it. Um, and I think the three things you said are the takeaways, right? From a training perspective, you said consistently, consistency, accountability, and feedback. Mm-hmm. And I think if we simplify things and say, are you consistently showing up to training and whatever that looks like for you, That's a question you need to ask yourself. And are you being accountable to yourself? I think I've said this outwardly. I don't care if people show up or don't show up. The only person they're competing with is themselves. But if they're telling me every 120 days, here's my goals, here's my ambitions, and they're not showing up consistently, then they need to change their ambitions or change their actions. And then the feedback component, that's the biggest one for me. Because A, it builds trust. If you can tell me, hey, I don't like the way we're doing this. Can we build something cool together? the involvement that you have in building that thing with us makes you feel different than you're just being told what to do by somebody that did it the way that he did it. Right. Which I think is the evolution of business. So where do you see real estate going in terms of what an agent can do to affect change in this marketplace? That's loaded.
1: Um, I'm not sure. I can talk about my own personal experience. I feel like a lot of the lessons I've learned and, and a lot of the work that we've put in, has ensured that you know you're I'm seeing consistent results right now um you know you and I've had multiple conversations about how there's a lot of people that are working in the industry that haven't
0: had much success over the last little little while like it's, vets like people that have been in the business for 10 15 yeah. years don't have a ton of business yeah. right now
1: so I'm a firm believer that if you put in the work the results will follow as we mentioned earlier um so just keep doing the work what's the work right? I think you, you have to make you have to figure out what works well for you right but at the end of the day it's all about adding to your database, putting putting that effort into, ensuring you're making the calls, yeah. you know, you're you're getting those face-to-face interactions in, you're having really solid meaningful conversations focused on that individual's goals, right? Because not everybody's going to be ready to buy or sell right now. Yeah. Um but oftentimes if you if you nurture that that person properly and you focus on the the right things, yeah, you're going to be able to help them some sometime someday. Um, and that's what, that's what I'm doing. So right now, all I can control is what I can control. I can control the effort I put in every day. I can control whether or not I wake up, do, you know, do my morning stuff, my workouts and what have you, get sure. to the office by 8, 8.30, and then pick up the phone. But if you're not picking up the phone right now, while it's slower, you're probably not going to pick it up while it's busier and you're probably going to always have mediocre results.
0: Yeah, no, that's very true. It's like training. It's funny. People in fitness know I got to eat well and I got to train consistently in order to achieve success. They come into business and they're like, what's the secret? What's the hack? Who do I hire? Who do I buy leads from? More real estate agents are going to get sold crap in the next six to eight months than probably ever before in our time, because they're looking for that easy button when it's right in front of our faces, it's picking up the phone, it's open houses, it's nurturing your past clients and your database. It's putting out content. Like I thought about this too, because we had drip campaigns running in our CRM, like email templates that are like going out to leads that contact us. I'm like, we don't need that. Like our drip campaign is our newsletter and our mm-hmm. content. So just get them on our YouTube channel and get them on our newsletter. That's going to solve for everything else. Cause the content there is good enough that it's going to get the people that want to work with us with us and the people that don't on the other side of that fence. So I think what you just shared are two critical insights um, for people that actually want to execute going back to like communication. Mm-hmm. I've noticed an evolution from the initial, Hey, when's a good time to line up a call mm-hmm. you providing value so how has your mindset shifted in terms of providing clients value you know
1: what if you're going to reach out to them and they're most likely there are other people reaching out to them as well yeah just trying to get a piece of the pie so how can you differentiate yourself it's again by adding value it could be something as simple as giving them a quick update on a property sure something that you might be able to find out that others are not necessarily doing the legwork to find out it's
0: um, so easy
1: in this right? business, yeah, right? It's super it's simple, super simple, and uh, it's it's again, it's it's it takes an extra moment or two of work, yeah. but it goes so
0: far, um, yeah. And like, how do you remember the things that you have to do? Because there's so many things. Like, how many times in a yeah. conversation you'd be yeah. like, "I know you've said this to me yeah. 57 times," and like, how do you yeah.
1: create a system around that? Yeah, uh, good question. Yeah. honestly, I. For me, what works is I do, I do to-do list, right? Sure. So you know, you've, been, you've given me a lot of tools. Too many tools probably. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of tools <laughs> to sure. stay on track. Yeah. Um, but for myself, it's about just making sure I'm crossing one thing off the list at a time. So yeah. trying to prioritize what, what is going to get me the most results out of, out of that effort yeah. um, and just tackling it every day, right? So that's what I do. Um, again, we leverage certain. You know, our follow up boss CRM is awesome because it helps you stay on track. It gives you an opportunity to take a look at, you know, your deals board. Who are you working with in terms of leads? Sure. Who need to be who needs to be contacted today, mm-hmm. um, and and then again work work backwards from there.
0: Yeah, yeah. system overload is a real thing. I mean, we've been through it too. Where like I said it this morning in our training, we sat down as a collective and we worked through a function of follow up boss, and we're like, hey. What's the 20% that's going to give us the 80% result? And I mean, I've been culpable of notes, checklists, like, you know, something critical. It goes in like nine different places, so I don't forget it. But I think it's, you know, looking at our organization as a Navy SEAL team and then realizing that we have medics, snipers, tech guys, you know, we have different people that are going to have different tools that work for them. And I think you've done a great job of sifting through that. And what we're trying to do on the back end is evolve the system. So it's like when a new iPhone comes out, we take certain components of it um, that really matter. So we talked about, obviously, learning. We talked about prospecting. From a marketing standpoint, I think you've done a great job, actually, putting forth an image of yourself online that is consistent with your character, which not many people are good at doing how did you think about that from a personal branding standpoint i guess where's where's rob yeah. 2.0 going in 2024 I'm, I'm just kind of
1: bumping and bruising my way through that true sure. <laughs> social media is not something that i would consider a strength by any means sure um you know doing video is not something that i've ever done before welcome to the prime people podcast yeah yeah for sure um to be totally honest with you i i mentioned this at the beginning i enjoy putting myself in uncomfortable positions I know that if you want to truly capitalize on all aspects of this industry, you have to be on video. Um, every single seminar or conference I went to, it's all been about getting on video. So with regard to my branding, I'm just trying to be as authentic as I can. And i a yeah. page out of your book there. So what do I do? You know, I, if I go to the gym every single day, oftentimes my, my social media platform is going to reflect that um i love to go to you know nice restaurants and, and travel often i'm going to put that and share that with my my friends and family on social media as well yeah um you know
0: it attracts the right type of people because like i'm not going to the places you're going right now with my daughter <laughs> and my wife and just what's going on in my life but i can live vicariously through that and i can yeah. appreciate the taste that you have for those things and i think it will attract the right person so Rob, I think you've done a great job kind of going from the beginning to where you are today. If anybody wants to connect with him, go connect with him on Instagram directly um, and follow his journey. I'll have him back on the podcast. Wanted to give you guys a little bit of insight to somebody who's newer on his journey. And if you're scared of getting on video, I literally texted him 45 minutes before the episode about getting on on camera and look at the results of this. So if you got anything from him, send him a message, give him some encouragement. If you liked the podcast, share this episode with somebody that you think would appreciate it. Review it on iTunes or any of the platforms. If you're on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. Hit that notification button. We've had incredible guests on the podcast. You could go watch back episodes with Scott McGilvery, Ryan Serhan, and Mr. Rob James himself. We'll catch you on the next episode.